Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Hello, everyone. Cody here. I'm the worship pastor here at New Life Church in Morton, Illinois. I'm joined by senior pastor... Me, Brian Wilmarth. Brian Wilmarth. <laughs> I wasn't quite ready for that. Sorry. I should have like pointed, no pointed at you or yeah, something. Right, right. <laughs> Brian did not speak this weekend. It was actually Kirk Bodie. Yes. He gave the message, him and his cardboard cutout wife, <laughs> Barb. Yeah, so if anybody, if you didn't watch it, you, you should get on the live stream and just <laughs> just watch it. The, he, he does it in the early part of the sermon, so yeah, it's great. Yeah. It might be PG-13, but <laughs> check it out. It's really good. <laughs> and we got some cardboard cutouts made for Brian because he's not going to be here this weekend yeah, either. Right, so right. We'll, <laughs> we'll throw him in the audience in one of the spots. And it'll, it'll wig Jake Herring out a little bit. So who's speaking this next, next weekend? So it'll be awesome. It'll be great. <laughs> so he talked about... Um, kind of, we need to be who we are, or, you know, mm-hmm. if you're Christians, this is really practical message. We need to act that out and yeah. act from that place. Yeah. And so I kind of thought we could just kind of go over some of the key elements of his message. Um, so what does it mean to be who you are? Um, Cause as I thought about that for Christians, I think we can mm. recognize that. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But to people outside these four walls mm. or who aren't yeah. churchgoers or Jesus followers, yeah. be who you are yeah, means a lot right. of different yeah. things. And yeah, context matters for yeah. sure. in a statement like that. So yeah, when I, when I hear that phrase um, and I, I'm grateful to say that I've had a lot of training with like identity in the Bible, like Man, I just think that's so important, knowing who we are in Christ. So I think that's what that points to. Be who you are. It assumes you know your identity in Christ. And so for for people outside the church, um, be who you are. It might, you know, be more of a, oh, I can decide who I am or or uh, kind of a call to, to self-actualize or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Whereas I think when you hear that in a Christian context, when you hear that from Christ, he's like, I define who you are and I want you to be this. And so who are we? Well, we are clothed in, in his righteousness. We are chosen. We are dearly loved. Um, we are holy and blameless. Those are some of the things you see in Colossians, but then in other places. And so um, like it, this, is the, this is the good news of the gospel. We receive our identity from Christ. We are children. We are his sons and daughters. We are made right and pure in him. These are all identifiers of, of our identity, of who we are in Christ. And so um, hearing, hearing all of that and then hearing the call that, that Kirk gave us, like, be who you are, live out of your identity. Mm-hmm. Like, be, be the person that God has made you to be. And not as a, like, be who you are or else kind of mindset, but rather, like, this is who you are, so live it out. Live out your your holiness, your blamelessness, um, and, and it's not an earning. It's not a like you you are this until you mess it up. It's it's totally like this is secure. This is who you are. The core of, of what God has done in your heart. Now begin to live it out. Mm-hmm. Let that come out and, and change your life and, and shape how you how you uh, navigate everything. So to me, this this is like a like this is just a statement of who you are. Now go be that, yeah. And, and that's how I that's how I hear it. So um, would you say that that is like an an active calling or is it a mm. passive calling? 
Uh, you can't say both. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I would say it's it's active. Yeah. And it's and it's active in the sense that we um, we have a role to play, or it's um, there's there's energy that we're we're putting forth for it. So it's not a it's not a like passive in the sense that we don't do anything. It just mm-hmm. happens around us or whatever. Yeah. Like that's not true. Um, but it's also not something we make happen. It's not a something that uh, we're manufacturing or, or producing on our own apart from the Lord. It's actually something mm-hmm. we receive. Mm-hmm. And so that is the language I like the most, and you've probably heard me say it. Um, like we're, we are to receive uh, from the Lord. And I think this is one of those things. We receive our identity, and we receive the ability to live out of that identity from him. But that is very much an active thing. Like we mm-hmm. don't... We don't just sit back and let it happen. We are joining him in it, um, and so we're 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 moving. We're we're energized. We're we're taking steps to to live this out in meaningful kinds of ways. But he's the primary one who's making mm-hmm. it happen, not us. I'm really surprised I didn't hear you say participate. I I was tempted. I it went through my I've head. Loved, <laughs> no, that's that's been really helpful language yes. for me. Yeah, and it's in a strange enough way. I mean, been freeing. Um, mm, sure just recognizing the freedom and like I'm participating in this thing. I'm not making it happen, but I am yeah. choosing at the same yeah. time to yeah. be in relationship. And so that's been a really helpful word. Yeah. And I like it too. It, it, I think accurately to however, sure. it's like, <laughs> however much we, we can get language, this. Yeah. <laughs> it, but like we're, we're participating, we're joining in, like it's happening apart from us and we can not be a part of it if we don't want to be like, we could sit on the sidelines or we can join in. We can participate. And again, it's happening because God's making it happen, but we're coming along, we're coming alongside and, and we're joining in and, and participating. We're, we're making, uh, we're, we're making things different because of our joining in. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I like that word too. It's yeah. a really helpful one. Well, it's kind of even made me think about when you're talking about cleaning the house. <laughs> yeah, right. We're back to, <laughs> that, back to that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, we're opening those doors to allow yeah. Jesus to come in in those spaces, and yep, yeah, that's, we're, we're participating. Yeah, that's a good way to uh, use the analogy. Like we're yeah. unlocking the door, we're opening it for Jesus. He's cleaning; he's the one yeah. that's doing it, and and we we help him or we're yeah. we're alongside. But yeah, yeah, participate. I like it. Me I'm going to keep saying it. I, I know it will. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you could give some insight on the part of his message where he talked about putting on and putting off um, from mm-hmm. verses five through 11 there in Colossians mm-hmm. um, chapter three, right? Yep. Chapter okay. three. Yep. Chapter three. I was yeah. just wondering if you could shed some more light on that and how that looks in an active way or mm-hmm. kind of yeah. in the same, same vein. Yeah. And one of the things that I think Kirk mentioned, he didn't like spend too much time on it, but I, he, he talked about it. But um, in that beginning part of that section, Paul says, put to death mm-hmm. all the old stuff, all the bad stuff like that put off, he uses that phrase, put to death. And that's, I think, really intentional because um, it is a crucifying. Like we we put our old self, our old nature, our sinful, you know, all that kind of stuff, that is crucified with Christ. And so Paul's saying, put that to death. Don't let it have any sort of sway over you. Don't let it linger in your life and all that. So like put it to death. And so there's strong language with that. So what does that actually look like? I think it is... Um, 
taking the time with the Lord to clean house, come back to the image. Um, and he's like, okay, here's something that we need to clean up and work on. And we are intentional and conscious of, okay, I'm going to move away from a habit or a, a pattern um, or, or some kind of a sinfulness. Like I'm moving away from those kinds of things and not in a, I'm going to try really hard to fix this. I think sometimes that's our tendency. That's my tendency sometimes. Like I'm going to work really hard to make this different. Mm-hmm when it, it it has to be a a surrendered kind of thing. So we if we were dead in our sins and we're made alive in Christ. If we're dead, we we can't do anything. We're just we're dead. We're dead bodies. We're we're just lying there. So it's it's the power of Christ, it's the power of the spirit that makes anything happen. So I think not to make this overly simple, but like the posture of prayer. Like when we notice a sinful pattern, like the first and, and primary thing that we should be doing is praying about it. And in that prayer time, it is a, Lord, I'm, I'm giving it to you. You can even like embody it. You can picture your hands and, and put it on the floor or sure. lay it at his feet. Like take that image of surrender. It's like, I'm surrendering this to you. And then prayerfully discern like, okay, what am I going to do that's different to move away from that? Hmm. And, um, you know, if it is a pattern, it's like, I'm, I, I tend to watch too much TV, whether that's sinful or not, who cares? But like, I'm watching too much TV. I want to move away from that. It's like, okay. Going into the living room, I see the TV. I'm going to feel that. So, like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to literally walk around the living room to get to the kitchen or something like that. Like, what are those little things that we can put in place that will move us away yeah. from that kind of thing? So, uh, and that was just a silly example. There's some that are way more difficult and yeah. way more well, challenging. He, he shared about having anger problems. Yes, right. And he did mention, too, like praying and God really mm-hmm. released him from that. And mm-hmm. that's a good point because I think a lot of the times we think, okay, well, this is the thing I'm doing. need to stop doing it because it's not God's best for me. Yeah. Versus, we try really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think there is such a beauty in just like, where should you start? Like on your knees and yes. just say, I can't hang on to this thing anymore. It was never mm-hmm. mind in the first place, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. just release that yep. and ask for God to take it away from you mm-hmm. um, before you even start trying. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> and trying is probably just not the right word in no. general. Right. right. So. And I think, I think sometimes it's easy for us to minimize the power of that. Mm-hmm. A praying, oh, yeah. coming to the totally. Lord, like we just think, oh, just pray about it, and and yeah. no, like there is there is an immense work that the Lord is doing in that, and yeah. and prayer is not to um, change God or to make something happen there. Prayer is changing us, yeah. and I think when we we do give it to Him in a prayerful posture, there's something that's shifting in our hearts and our minds just enough that He's doing that work that will lead us down a different road. Now we do actually have to make changes or do things differently. We can't simply just pray about it and right. then it's all better. Like that's the other danger. But I think coming to the Lord in prayer, taking that prayer posture as the first step is so essential. It it, it It's taking us down the right kind of road mm-hmm. and then prayerfully discerning, okay, what are the kinds of changes that I'm going to make? And sometimes we do need to take the time to understand why something is like, okay, I, I want to keep watching Netflix. Well, why is that? Asking ourselves some questions and, and digging di- deeper into why that exists allows us to diagnose it accurately rather than just, okay, I shouldn't watch Netflix, but you know, I don't understand why. So I'm just, I'm just trying really hard and we're not, we're just treating the symptom. We're not actually getting to the root cause. So I'm curious for us to, um, prayerfully discern why is this true? Kind of discerning the, the root of all of it. And, 
allowing then the Lord to work at that level, whatever may need to happen. And there might be changes that we need to intentionally pursue in that in that space. But um, I think it's so important for us to take the time to understand the why. So praying about it, releasing it, and understanding the why, and then discerning changes with the Lord from that place. That's, I, I think, how we put off mm-hmm. some of these, these challenging kinds of things. Coming to the put-on side... Um, I think there is is really like we encounter Jesus, come to him, read the scriptures, like learn who he is, and and you see this list in, in Colossians and put on these kind put on kindness and gentleness and all these kinds of good things. Um, okay, where do we see that in Jesus? And and go study that, like study it, but then don't let it just be a head thing. Like really go go look at the life of Jesus and then compare our lives and say, all right, where where am I missing this, and why is that true? You know, why, why do I snip at my siblings when, you know, they, they start to da 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 mm-hmm. And so trying to understand that too, I think is also the same kind of mirroring, come in prayer, understand why, and then begin to make those kinds of changes, not trying really hard, but see where it comes from and allow the Lord to inject his, his power, his grace through the, through the Spirit um, to lead us into new. And sometimes that really does come back to, like, knowing our identity. Mm-hmm. This is who we are. Let's be who you are. Um, you are made a kind person. Maybe you don't act out kindness like you should, but we're made in Christ to be kind. And why is it that I'm not? And really seeking to understand why that's true and then allow him to uh, stir that kind of kindness and, and see this is this is who I am and, and, and let that be a encouraging, freeing, empowering kind of thing from yeah. the gospel. Yeah. 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 It's fascinating because sometimes, I mean, that took you a moment to explain, right? And I wonder how often it's like, start with your relationship with Jesus. Like a lot of stuff mm. happens there. Yes. Right? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> Versus man. like, but we're so in a culture where it's like plan and mm-hmm. all sorts of other things. And but, we want like step-by-step Mm-hmm. formula yeah, kinds helpful. of things. Like I got to do this, then I got to yeah. do this. Like, and that, that's not bad, Yeah, but it sometimes can lead into like us doing it. We yeah. don't, we don't need Jesus cause we got the formula, yeah. you know, and that's not how it works. Well, it's like seek first the kingdom of heaven. There it is. The rest will be added to you. Yeah. And yeah, that's challenging at yes, times. Right. At right. times, but yeah. it, it's good. There's the even sim- more simplified <laughs> piece of some of it. Yeah. Um, he had a section on living before the face of God, mm, mm-hmm. which I was like, that sounds intimidating. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so is it? And, mm. you know, and if it is, like, where is the beauty in that? And where do we find mm-hmm. the freedom in that? And mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times we equate something like a phrase like that mm-hmm. to something in our worldview or how we see yeah. Yeah. that, what that looks like. Yeah. Yeah, that that phrase um, probably depends a lot on our view of God. Yeah, who do we think He is? What's our? Yeah, our... it's like repentance, you know. Like yeah, right, th- thinking right. about yeah, like we we have a particular view of God, and so maybe like living before the face of God, like God is scary. Oh man, you know, and yes, He's holy, and there we can talk about that in a second. Um, like there are certain things that move, man. You know, you we feel humbled by, but is He like is He scary? Is He harsh? I don't, I don't think that's quite the right way to think about it. 
Now, is he friend? Like, oh, no, living before the face of God. It's totally cool. And we're totally relaxed. Like, well, maybe that's not quite yet either. Like, It's not your it, homie. It's, he's not your homie. Jesus is not my homeboy. <laughs> he is, but he's not. Um, so it's, it's what is our perspective of God's identity? And we always fall short of understanding him fully. Sure. You know, um, and that's on us. Like, Jesus has fully revealed the Father. And so if we want to know who God is, we look, we look at the, the whole of Scripture, but we can look at Jesus and how was he and how did people respond to him. And so if there's, there's places where maybe we could just adjust our, our understanding, our perspective of who God is, mm-hmm. let's continue to learn and grow in that. But I think God, um, God is kind of like the sun. Like, he is holy and, and there's immensity and there's power. He's the source of life. And so like you can't stare directly at the sun. Like I think that's why you see in the Old Testament, nobody can see my face and live. It's like you just I'm there's too much energy, there's too much goodness here that you can't you can't really encounter that. But yet Jesus came fully revealing the Father. So it's almost like the sun has been veiled. I mean, we just had that uh solar eclipse the other day and um you know we got those glasses like my family we bought them and of course it's cloudy so we got to see nothing you know here in Illinois but like it's almost like what what Jesus can do is like give us the lenses through which to see the Lord fully and mm. and I think that's a little bit of that picture of what Jesus yeah, can do that makes sense he he's he's allowing us to fully see who who God is um and so it is intimidating on the one hand um, but he does. He is friend. He is brother. He he invites us in, and that it that is the good work of what he has done on the cross. He's allowing us to come before the full presence of God, and so we now have God's presence in us, in 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 the Spirit, and we will fully one day like walk with Him as Adam and Eve did in the garden, and mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, He's immense and beautiful and bright. But there's such goodness, like like the sun. It's intense, but it's good, and it sustains us. And I think that's that's a similar kind of thing. Um, so I don't think it should be intimidating. It should be humbling, hmm. and it should um, it should probably lead us to awe and respect. But it should be inviting and warm, and we should long for it. And and so I hope there is this kind of balance that that takes place there. Um, that answers yeah. it for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess the second part of that is like, what is holding that posture look like, mm-hmm. or what does that actually mean, just in general? Mm-hmm. The word that comes to my mind quickest is humility. Like, um, he he is incredible. He's beautiful. He is majestic, and he is gracious and gentle, and all of that. Man, I just I feel that that humbleness that kind of stirs up, and so. To me, it is a it's a humbling thing. It's a privilege. Like we should feel the honor of that, at alongside that humility. Like, oh man, you're you're inviting me into this. Like, oh, that's honoring. I I don't feel worthy of that. Like, that should be kind of the feeling. I think um, that that stirs in us, and that's not the only one. I mean, listeners, you might come up with your own few that uh, you discern from the scriptures and whatnot. So, um, yeah, like I think. I think that's a big one for me, though, that comes up quickest is, is that humility. Yeah. Like, it's a humbling, honoring kind of thing. No, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great message this past weekend. I thought it was really practical. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people came out inspired and um, 
yeah, yeah. hopefully some hearts are transformed and yeah yeah and Kirk towards handled it really well and and it's there's a lot there's a lot of things that you you could address from that text and but I thought he did a great job just really tying things together in a meaningful way and kept it um, kept the unity of the text um, and yeah I do hope it was it was really helpful for folks so yeah. Yeah, so you are actually going to be gone this weekend. Yes, yep, I will. I will not be here. Jake Herring will be speaking. Do you want to share a little bit about kind of what he's going to be getting into this weekend? Yep, yep. So Jake, he's one of our elders, um, and he's preached a few times here for us now. And um, he's going to continue on in Chapter 3, which Paul is uh, continuing the practical side of things. And what Paul moves towards is uh, like these common relationships that we many of us experience, you know, husbands and wives and, and, and parents and children. And, and then in the ancient context, like slaves and masters, that was a pretty common relationship that existed. Maybe a parallel for us is, you know, the workplace or, or that kind of, kind of thing. So, um, these, these common relationships that many of us have, that's what Paul turns to next. So what Jake's going to do is he's going to walk through the rest of chapter three and, um, some of these ideas we've probably have heard before and some might be kind of challenging for us, but what I appreciate is that um, Jake's going to not live at the surface level. Like you can read it and say, okay, I kind of know what it's talking about, whether there's challenge there or not, mm-hmm. but he's going to take us deeper and see that there's more going on mm-hmm. in these relationships and what they point to than what might meet the eye in the first pass. Yeah, there's and a much larger why to it. Yes. A lot of times the practical things, we read it and say, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Yep. Then I'm going to go do it and try to live it. Yep, yep. But there's there's so much more that I think Jake is really passionate and, and feels that burden to share. And uh, yeah, he's going to take he's going to dig into the deeper layers, which is going to be cool. Yeah, so, we're excited for that. It's going to yeah. be good. Yep. Um, if you don't have anything going on this weekend, you don't come to church here. <laughs> <laughs> you should come be a part. We'll be here at yeah 10 a.m. here in, That's right. here in That's Morton, right. Illinois. So appreciate all you guys. And if you have any questions, as always, you can contact us at contact at newlifeonline.org. We will catch you next time, though. See ya.